you to understand this morning that there are points in time and places in time where every one of us need an intervention from God. Amen. There's times when the doctor walks in and says, I've done all I can do. There are times when our finances are upside down. There are times when we seem somehow to have our lives wrecked and ruined. Families are attacked by the enemy. Things happen that we seemingly have no control over. We, we, are, we are living in a day of trouble. Job said, a man's days are few and full of trouble. We're living in a troubled society. We're living in a troubled world. Never, never, even in politics, has there been so much discord in America and in the world. We are living in a time of devastation. And although we are blessed greatly, we also must understand that there's a lot of division, and there's a lot of schisms, and there's a lot of problems, and there are a lot of situations. Sometimes we just need a divine intervention from God. Can you say amen? Has anybody ever been to that place where you have prayed and nothing happened? Where you have tried to believe and it seemed like you were up against the wall, where you have given yourself and done everything that you know to do, but there seem to be no answers. That is when God shows up. And when God shows up, He shows out. Amen. I am, uh, I'm going to read a little bit today. Let me just tell you, I... I'm very much inspired by the things that we encountered while we were in Israel and Turkey and uh, the, the great stories and the great history. But one of the most powerful things to me while I was there, I didn't say the most, but one of them was when we made our way up a winding road to Mount Carmel. It is a place that overlooks the valley of Megiddo where Armageddon will be fought very soon, where blood will run to the horse's bridle, where nations from around the world will gather, and the Scriptures teach us that it will take seven months to bury the dead, and the fowl from all the earth will gather there and eat the carcasses and the ruins of men. So we are, we, we are making our way up there, but when I got to the top of Mount Carmel, and that bus, and we, we got off that bus, I looked at my wife and I said, just think, this is where God sent fire and consumed a sacrifice. Let me read to you a little bit today from the book of, of uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. And then I, I want to I preach just for a little while today. Don't get worried, I won't be long. It came to pass, verse 36, at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near 
and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then, somebody shout then. Then the fire of the Lord failed. It consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. I must, I must take you back and let you see what is really happening. I read the story again early this morning about Elijah. He was hiding and running and, and trying to escape, escape the wrath of Ahab. And uh, now the Lord sends him to a prophet and said, Go tell Ahab I'm here. And uh, the prophet said, Oh, no, 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 because he's looked for you all over the land. And they told them that you were not here. And if I go and tell him you are here and then you don't show up, he's going to destroy me. He's going to kill me. Elijah said, You go tell Ahab I'm here. I'm here and I will show up. I'll be there. And so the story in the book of First Kings was that Elijah did show up and confronted Ahab about his wickedness and his turning to the, the, the kings or the gods of Baal. The, the people had turned to, to another god, and now God was displeased. And so Elijah stands on the top of that mountain, and this is what he said, How long? Halt ye between two opinions. How long are you going to say, I don't know who I'm going to serve? He said, if, if our God is God, He'll show up today. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll challenge you. The 450 prophets of Baal. He said, I'll make a deal with you. We'll bring in two bullocks. You take one, and I'll take one. You build an altar, and you pray to your God. I'll build an altar and I'll pray to my God. And whatever God shows up to consume this fire, this sacrifice with fire. He said, that's the God we'll serve. And the people said, that's right. I want to tell you, and you know the story perhaps, but for those of you who don't, let me tell you that the prophets of Baal built an altar. And they began in the morning. He said, you go first. Elijah said, you go first. And they started praying. And they prayed, and nothing happened. And they cried, the Bible said, to their gods, and nothing happened. Four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal crying to their God. And nothing happened. 
And then the Bible said, after noon or about noon, Elijah started mocking them. And he said, come on now, maybe your God's asleep. Maybe your God's on vacation. Maybe your God is not hearing you. Maybe there's something wrong. And the Bible said they cut themselves until blood gushed out. They literally cut their bodies crying and calling on their gods. Well, we know and I know and you know that dead gods came here and dead gods can't answer. But here comes Elijah. I love this story because the Bible said, the Bible said when they were through, Elijah, I want you to go read it sometime today in 1 Kings 18. The first thing he did was he rebuilt and refurnished the altar. He fixed the altar. Somebody say it with me, you've got to fix the altar in your life. Let me tell you, when you fix the altar in your life, something's about to happen. When you start repairing the altar in your life, something is about to give, honey. I want to tell you, there's a God that will come in a divine intervention like He did on Mount Carmel. I was standing there and chills run down my spine to think that I was standing on the very mountain where God said, I hear you, Elijah. And the Bible tells us He prayed. And you know, I had preached from this in years gone by, but our guide said, folks... Folks, I can hear him now. Ike was his name. And he said, Elijah prayed a 63-word prayer. I've preached that of many a time. He didn't cut himself. He didn't scream. He didn't cry. He didn't call out and beg God. He just said, Lord, here I am. You know what I'm up against. I'm here to... T-. And 63 words later, fire fell to the altars and consumed the sacrifice. Not just the sacrifice. But the wood and the stone and the water, the twelve barrels of water that he had poured on it and licked it up out of the trenches and even burnt the dirt. I'm here to preach to you when God shows up. There's a divine intervention. When the Lord makes his appearance, he can change the course of mankind. God is a God that shows up. I love this. He is an on-time God. Somebody didn't hear me. He is an on-time God. He may not come when you want Him, but He'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. Honey, get your head out of the sand. Honey, get your head up. Because I'm going to tell you about a God that when He shows up, He's about to show out. And He's about to prove Himself. You don't have to beg Him. You just got to believe Him. You don't have to cry and cut yourself. You just have to say a little 63-word prayer. And God will show up. Somebody shout hallelujah. See, I know I haven't been on Mount Carmel as Elijah was against the prophets of of an unknown God or a false God. But there's been times in my life when I said, God, I've done all I know to do. I've prayed all I know to pray. I've done everything that you told me to do. I need you now. When you give it everything you've got, let me tell you, your extremity becomes God's opportunity. When you can't do anything else, God can. 
when you can't, he can. You know what I'm talking about. You've laid in the bed at night. You've stared at the ceiling. You've said, oh, God, how am I going to get through this? Oh, Lord, what am I going to You're like Jonathan the armor bearer fighting the Philistines in 1 Samuel 14. The Bible said when Saul was about to send help, the noise increased, and he said, withdraw thine hand. And let me tell you what happened. God caused the Philistines on that day to kill one another. And the Bible said in verse 23 of 1 Samuel 14, so the Lord saved Israel that day. You just get that old stubby sword, and you go to battle, because when you can't handle it, God steps in. He's a God that never fails. Hallelujah. I preached it here on Wednesday night. When the Lord is on your side. When the Lord, huh? Let me tell you, there's something about God being on your side. One man with God is a majority. They can bring an army of millions, but they can't handle God. I'm talking about He who spoke the world into existence. I'm talking about He who has the power to change lives. He who can raise the dead and heal lepers. And open blind eyes is on your side today. And when he shows up, hallelujah, there's going to be a divine interruption. A divine intervention. Come on, let me show you something here today. Just sit down. Who in this building's ever been healed with an incurable disease? An incurable disease. You, you, you did, the doctor said, look, Stand up, Ron. Stand up, stand up, Tiffany. Who else? Come on. Got something. There's one right there. Stand up, Ann. What about you, Everett? Stand up, Ruthie. Don't sit there. My God. Come on. If you ever been healed with an incurable, you know what an incurable disease is? That's when a man can't do anything. That's when medicine can't help you. That's when the doctors have said, I don't know what else to do. I've not come to preach to you about a dead God today. I've come to preach to you about a God that can open eyes that are blind. A God that can stop a funeral possession and raise somebody to life. I've come to preach to you this morning that when God shows up, He's about to do a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, preacher, you're crazy. No, 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 no. I just know who I serve. I know in whom I trust. I know how powerful He is. I know what He's done in the past. And I said to the Lord on this morning, You said, God, that You were the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And if that be so, what He did for them, He'll do for you. What He did for Elijah, He'll do for me. The need, the need in your life of a divine intervention when God and God alone can handle the situation. When you have given your very best and you have no answers, I've come to preach to you on this morning, there is a God that knows where you are and He knows how to do what you need done. Hallelujah. He's a prayer answering God. I said hallelujah. He's a prayer answering God. Huh? You got to be like the little woman sometime that knocked on the door of the judge and said, avenge me of mine adversary. He said, go away. It's midnight. He said, no, 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 no. I got to have that answer here. Come on now. You can't pray one time. Quit praying. You got to knock and keep knocking. 
you got to believe and keep believing. The Bible said, he that believeth, E-T-H, means to continue to believe. You can't get downhearted and discouraged when it don't happen in 30 minutes. You just got to keep believing God. Hallelujah. And every time you walk in His presence, you got to believe Him. Every time you're feeling brushed by, you got to believe Him. Every time you hear His voice, you got to believe Him. I've heard people tell me that years gone by and their prayers hadn't been met. But one day, right on time, God showed up and God showed out and God said, now it's time. You see, my time clock is not God's time clock. My time clock don't operate like God's does. I think it ought to be everything right now. Hurry up, God. we got to get it done. But let me just tell you, there can come and there will come if you'll keep believing a divine intervention. And what that word divine is used, that means it comes from up there. He's got it all seeing eye. He sets up on the circle of the earth. He knows the going and coming of all. Mankind. He sees what you're doing and what you're up against. He will not ignore that. You are His child. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm telling somebody, there's a divine intervention coming in your life. You've been sick long enough. You've been broke long enough. You've been in misery long enough. You've been in torment long enough. Ah, if God can send fire on Mount Carmel, He can send fire in Christian life this morning. Hallelujah. Anybody have a little faith here right now? Now look. Just don't be crazy here. You don't think for a minute that a boy with a slingshot can really kill a giant, do you? You don't think for a minute that a kid that is a shepherd boy that sings and writes poems on the backside of a mountain can challenge a Goliath, do you? Surely you don't believe that a rock will kill a giant. Surely you don't believe that. And I submit to you, no, it won't. Not by itself, but with God. You got a bunch of scared brothers and a whole army sitting back here shivering and saying, Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. We can't whip a giant. We can't fight a giant. You got one little shepherd boy that said, Oh, I slew a bear. I slew a lion. I know what God can do in my life. And he goes down and picks up five smooth stones and he goes to battle against Goliath. You know the story. Come on now. And he, and he puts one of those stones in that sling. He put that armor on him. Saul's armor. Can you see that? Can you, I want you to imagine something. The Bible said Saul was head and shoulders above every man in Israel. He was a big guy. Big old tall. Big old tall muscular man. And he puts an armor on David. He said, now, if you think you got to go here, this will protect David. He said, man, I can't wear all this garb. (laughs) He pulled that stuff off. He said, I'll just I'll just take my old slingshot. Are you crazy, David? Mm -mm, No. I'm expecting God to show up. You're going to get killed, boy. I may. But if God shows up, I won't get killed. 
See, here's where we are today. You've got to have a little faith. You've got to start believing that it can happen. You've got to start believing that it will happen. Because when a divine intervention, let me tell you something. You tell me anything you want to tell me. But I believe God was in the sling. And God was in the rock. And God was in the arm of David. I believe he guided that rock right to the forehead of that giant. And let me tell you something else. I don't even believe the rock killed the giant. You believe what you want to. I believe it knocked him out. Because the Bible said David went and got Goliath's sword and cut his head off with it. Isn't that just like God to take the devil's own weapons and use them against him? Isn't that just like God uh, to turn it around? He'll turn it around for you, honey. Let me tell you, get your slingshot, get your rock in your hand and say, you're an old time God. I need a divine intervention. I need a victory in the valley. I need the power of God on me today. Something is to happen if you'll believe him this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah. I feel like a crazy preacher here this morning. If you're here for the first time, don't be alarmed. I'm not crazy. I'm just a fool for God. But I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. And I feel faith in this place today. He'll shake your jailhouse. He'll kill your giant. He'll release you. Boy, I, 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 I don't want to bore you, but let, let me tell you. When we walked up to the pool of Bethesda, and the guy had said, here's the pool of Bethesda. It was dry, but you could see where it was, and it was, it was all there, long, deep. He said, this is where the man laid 38 years and couldn't get healed. Jesus came by one day, and he said, why are you not in the water? He said, well, every time water's trouble, every time the angel shows up and troubles the water, somebody gets in before me, I can't get there. Of course, you know and I know what happened on that particular day. You don't have to have a special circumstance. You don't have to wait for a particular time. You just need to believe God for a divine Intervention in your life. The pool of Bethesda was awesome. And all I could think about was a guy laying there 38 years without getting healed. All it took, not an angel to trouble the water. Somebody said, matter of fact, I, I don't even, it may have been the guy, I don't know. He said, no, it wasn't the guy, it was somebody else. A preacher in the group said, I believe that angel was Jesus. Well, I don't believe Jesus came down to trouble the water. I believe the angel troubled the water. That's what the Bible said. But let me tell you what, when Jesus showed up, he didn't have to trouble the water, Brother Eric. He didn't say, I'm going to trouble this water and you jump on in now. No, no, no. He said, get up. Get your bed and go home because this is not the normal day. This is not the normal time that the, this is a day of divine intervention when God is going to show up when you least expect Him, when you're not looking for Him. 
It's not the time that the angel's coming. Quit sitting around here waiting. This is God in flesh. And I come to do a miracle on this day. Ah, if I could convince somebody today, you don't have to go another moment. You don't have to go another day. You don't have to leave here despondent. You don't have to leave here discouraged. Heavenly Toby. You don't have to leave here. All you got to do is believe God for a divine intervention. On this Sunday morning, he's seeing what you've been waiting on. God can make it happen in 30 seconds. What you've been trying to do yourself, get your hands off of it. God's about to do it for you. What you've been trying to say, oh, it's got, yeah, one day. No, 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 not one day. Everybody say today. Do you know what? Today you can have your miracle. God can intervene on this day. Stand all over this house with me this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. I feel the presence of God in this room. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what your dilemma is. But I know what I felt in prayer this morning. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Somebody needs a divine intervention today. So help me about that today. I could have preached about Hosanna and palm branches and triumphant entry into Jerusalem. We could have talked about all that. But today, God sent me to tell somebody, this is about to be a day of divine miracles in your life. Divine intervention in your life. This is about to be somebody's going to testify. You remember that Sunday morning preaching when you preached? Yeah, I got it. Well, let me just tell you, God's about to do it. God is about to do it. Somebody has got to believe Him right now. And it doesn't matter. You've got to lose your pride. You've got to lose your faith. Let me tell you, I'm not a preacher against doctors or medicine or psychiatrists or psychologists. Or my wife is a counselor. That's her degree. That's what she does. I believe in counseling. But let me tell you about the greatest counselor I've ever met. Let me tell you about the greatest pill I've ever took. Let me tell you about the greatest doctor I've ever been to. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And He can do more in 30 seconds than any doctor in any medicine, any prescription, any counselor, any anybody. I just come to tell you today, you just need Jesus to step in your life. Woo! All over this house, Jesus. I feel faith in this building this morning. Somebody, Lord, has had their back against the wall. Somebody's struggling with something in their life that they can't handle another day. This morning, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to show up for their sake and define, Lord, what it is and show them and move in their behalf and take care of that situation as only you can. You're the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. And you promised it if we believe it. Now I've come to preach to this congregation this morning, Lord. And you've come to to, to perform your work. I believe that. And I'm trusting you. I can't do it. My hands are not big enough. I don't have any power within myself. But Lord Jesus Christ, you stopped funeral possessions and raised people to death, to, from the dead. You caused Lazarus to come out of the grave. You healed people that were beaten and smitten with leprosy when they said there was no cure. You opened a man's eyes that had been blind for birth. And Lord Jesus, if you can do that, you can do something this morning for somebody in this congregation that has the gall and the will 
and the tenacity to step out in the Spirit and throw their hands up and say, I believe in God. I'm taking this by faith this morning. I'm walking into my miracle this morning. I believe in God for the things that I need today. While I'm still talking and while I'm still praying, somebody's about to lift your hands and step out in the aisle and head down this way where God can finish the work in your life. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what you need. He's bigger than your situation. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your your idea. He's bigger than your doctor. He's bigger than your prescription. He's bigger than whatever you got today. I'm telling you, God is here to perform a miracle. Hallelujah. 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 Put your hands up all over this room right now. Hallelujah. You are Hallelujah. You're here moving in our midst. I worship you. I need some people to help me pray today. Come on, minister. You are here. Put your hands on them. Come on, God's got this thing right now. I worship you. He's a healer of cancer. He's a healer. He's a healer. He's a healer of addiction. He's a deliverer today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You are here, you are here, Lord. Working miracles. I worship you. Worship you. I worship you. I worship you. They make a miracle work. Divine intervention this morning. Come on, come on, come on. Put your hands up and say, God, I believe. God, I believe. God, I'm taking that by faith right now. I'm 